What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and it's been a minute since I've been in here to uh, go live on YouTube or record a podcast for y'all. Uh, last couple of weekends, been out of town, so haven't really had a chance to, but a, a lot has happened since the last time I was on here talking about the Titans, talking about training camp, and I need to dive into it and give my thoughts on everything. But before we do that, I have to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching on YouTube right now in the live chat, first thing I need you to do is back out and look at that subscribe button. If that subscribe button is red, I need you to click it, turn it gray, Hit that little bell notification so you never miss when I go live or upload a new video. Trying to hit between 800 and 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year, and I truly appreciate everyone who's already subscribed. And while you're there, go ahead and hit that like button. The more likes we get on uh, this video, the more it drives it up in the algorithm, and we can get more people in here to talk about the Titans going to hit a little bit on you know their preseason game that they had against the Ravens how some guys looked in that game talk about the joint practices that they've had the last two days with the Buccaneers so let's get some Ravens fans and Buccaneers fans in here too and just all football fans share the show out the more people we get in here the more fun it is talking about football getting different opinions on things and of course be blowing that live chat up giving your comments on everything and who's impressed you, and who hasn't impressed you. Now, the audio version of this podcast will be up later tonight. Make sure, go check that out on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast platforms. Go follow the podcast on there. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And also, can't forget, got to show love on social media as well. On Twitter, go follow me at Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans time podcast, Facebook, Titans time. And also go check me out on TikTok. It's at Titans time on there. Again, I really appreciate it. I know we already have uh, some comments coming in here. We're going to go ahead and get to those. Uh, The Pelican three. Hope you're doing well tonight. Tighten up to you as well. And the first thing that, I'm going to want to hit on tonight is kind of giving my thoughts on the Titans preseason game versus the Ravens. This was the first time we got to see the Titans or some of the Titans go up against different competition instead of just going to get up against each other in training camp where they know, you know, everyone's strengths and weaknesses. No, we got to see them against another team, a team that no matter if it's, preseason regular season postseason i hate losing to and i hate that we lost to them in the preseason the ravens and we we didn't see many of our starters we saw a couple of them out there just getting some reps in um but mainly it was our backups that we were seeing and malik willis got the start in that ravens game And I know that surprised a lot of people. It surprised me, too, because I figured Logan Woodside going into camp would be the number two quarterback. He would be the guy starting this preseason game, and then we would see Willis come in with the the number threes. But, no, that wasn't the case. We got to see Willis 
start the game. And really, this is what Titans fans need to be hoping for right now is seeing Willis take those snaps because we know that the Titans are going to have to develop him more and more, especially in their system. So he needs as many reps as he can get. We've saw what we've had having Logan Woodside. We've saw that last couple of preseasons. We'll also get to him in this Ravens game, but we know what Logan Woodside brings to the table. We need Malik Willis getting these reps, whether it's with some of the first-string guys, second-string, or third-string. We need to see what he can do. And Vrabel gave him that chance. And I'm going to tell you, we saw some flashes of a really great player. We saw some not-so-good decision-making. He didn't turn the ball over, which was huge. Because most of the time with rookies, that's one thing you'll run into is you'll see them turn the ball over. Well, he didn't do that. He took care of the ball. It's just his decision-making was not as quick as Vrabel and the rest of the Titans coaching staff wants it to be. You know, it. he's got to work on that more. He's got to work on being comfortable in the pocket and working the pocket. You know, things that he can improve on with more and more reps. We know that usually he's not making the same mistake twice. Vrabel and the other coaches have talked about that. So I know a lot of people are looking at the highlights from that game and getting very excited about Willis. I'm excited for him as well, but he still has a long way to go. But we could possibly be seeing him write his name into that backup spot behind Ryan Tannehill instead of Logan Woodside's name being there. Now, first touchdown for Malik Willis. He was a, he rolled out to the right on a design play, and nothing was there. None of the receivers were open. He was able to turn back to the left side of the field and make a couple of Ravens guys miss, fight through some tackles, and run in for a touchdown, seven-yard touchdown run. And this just shows the playmaking ability that this guy has. When nothing's there, he can take off with his legs and make plays. He's like a running back with the ball in his hands when he's taking off downfield. He's going to try and run you over. He's going to try and make you miss. You know, not really seeing him slide but he's dangerous with the ball in his hands when he's running. And after another part that I want to hit on is we did get to see him unload the deep ball. He was able to hit racing McMath on a deep ball, put the ball right where it needed to be. Racy made the catch. It again, what Titans fans, why Titans fans were wanting the Titans to take him in the draft because they knew that he has a cannon for an arm and can stretch the field. Now, while on these plays he did look good, there's a couple of plays where he held on to the ball too long, got sacked because he his decision-making just wasn't that good. He wasn't able to get through his reads in time to find the open guy. And 
He also had some plays where he kind of rushed himself. He didn't go through his reads. He got guys open, and he decided to take off and run the ball instead of hitting those guys. He ended up starting the second half for the Titans, which a lot of people, again, were surprised about. We figured Woodside would start the second half since Willis got the uh, start in the first half, but no. Vrabel sent Willis back out there, and he got two plays, I believe it was. And on the second play, and we found this out from Vrabel later on, Vrabel said when we go back out there, I want you throwing the ball. I want you slinging that thing. Malik Willis took off running on the second play. Had a big gain. Extended the drive with that run. But it's not what Vrabel wanted to see. Vrabel and the coaching staff know that Malik Willis can make plays with his legs. They know he can run. But they, in the preseason especially, they want to see him standing back there, working the pocket, even if he throws it and it's a pick, that gives them something to look at on film, whether it be on him, whether it be on the receivers, because even now, if he's just holding on to the ball and running, the coaches can't even get film on the receivers and what they're doing if they you know, are able to adjust to the ball with where it's placed. So that's one thing that Malik Willis, you know, he even admitted, hey, I know – you know, I need to work on that. Vrabel told me this. He was right. So definitely need to see him do that. The play where he the play before he got pulled, he had Des Fitzpatrick open down the field. He had Traylon Burks absolutely streaking down the field, wide open, could have unloaded the deep ball to Burks because we didn't hear Burks' name called that much during that preseason game. And he could have hit Burks right in stride and probably been a walk-in touchdown. So, again, things he's got to work on. I know in practice the last couple of days, he's been working on that more. I haven't been seeing as much about him running with the ball. It's more of he's trying to stand back there and pass the ball around and give the coaches something to look at. Got some more comments coming in here. Got Al Pierce saying, tighten up. Tighten up to you as well, Al. Hope you're doing well tonight. Um, Hopefully we can get some more people in here. I know we're competing with some uh, preseason football tonight. Got the Vikings and Cowboys playing. And the Bears and uh, someone else playing. I can't remember for sure who it it is. But... uh, yeah, compete with them, but maybe we can get some more people in here. And y'all give me y'all's thoughts on what y'all thought about the preseason game. Um, now jump into Logan Woodside and why I think that Malik Willis could be moving up the depth chart to that number two slot. And Logan Woodside's time here with the Titans may be numbered. So in the game against the Ravens, Titans did have some turnovers, and most of them come from Logan Woodside throwing interceptions. There was one time where Woodside tried to unload a deep ball to Traylon Burks, didn't put it up high enough, put it more towards the safety. Burks tried to make a play on it. It fell incomplete. 
if that ball is put up higher for Traylon Burks, he's probably easily making that catch over the defender. Or if it's put over towards the pylon instead of the middle of the end zone, Burks is potentially wide open for a touchdown. Now, the Titans' offensive line did struggle, whether it was Malik Willis in there or Logan Woodside, but it was some of the backups, which you know leaves some thoughts of should we still be concerned with this offensive line if some of our starters were to go down with injury because they were getting bullied by the Ravens' defensive front there a couple of times, and you know that's one reason why Malik had to get out of the pocket to try and extend plays. That could be why Woodside rushed some of his throws. But another thing that leads me to believe that Woodside may be losing that backup spot is the fact of Frable mentioned today, they asked him, hey, is there a reason that Logan's reps are going down with like the second team while Malik Willis's are going up? And Vrabel said, hey, we've talked to Logan about this. You know, we're trying to develop Malik more in our system and get him up to speed with everything. But you have to wonder, could this be because... Vrabel knows what they have with Logan Woodside. And he's like, okay, you've been here for a couple of years. Not much has really changed. We're moving on to the young guy here. So just something to think think about there. Let me know y'all's thoughts on that. And uh, we got... Khalil Commanders in here saying Antonio Gibson is benched. Ron Rivera, great job. Um, and Khalil, I think this is the first time I saw you in the chat here. Appreciate you being here and chiming in on some stuff. Uh, if you hadn't already, go hit that subscribe button, man. I'd appreciate it. And, you know, would love to get in. I know the Titans and uh, Commanders play each other this year. So, Definitely would like to have you around, get thoughts on that. Um, but now, before we shift into talking about the Titans and Buccaneers joint practice, because I really didn't have too much more to hit on with that preseason game. Uh, Malik Willis was really the highlight. There are things he needs to work on. Woodside was the low point of that game. Uh you know, defense, our defensive backs, our depth defensive backs struggled some, but, you know, won't worry about it too much because I think our starters are going to be solid. But before we get into talking about the Bucks and Titans joint practices, I have to tell you about DraftKings Rainmakers football. Football fans, you can join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers football. DraftKings' first ever NFT fantasy game. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes. By building the ultimate NFT franchise, right now everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Yes, you heard me right, for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card 
NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. You can craft lineups with these athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. So I'm telling you, if you're a fantasy football fan, if you're an NFT fan, DraftKings is combining them right here for the ultimate experience, and you don't want to miss out. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contest all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. Again, that's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries depend on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for more details on all of that. And now, we can hop in to talking about these joint practices the last couple of days. Going to start out with yesterday, where we're seeing... I'm going to talk about the one-on-one matchups first between the receivers and defensive backs. And our receivers going against the Bucks defensive backs in one-on-ones, we were seeing a lot of guys win. Mason Kinsey was winning against the Bucks defensive backs. Um, I believe Robert Woods, Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath, who, uh, again, is just having an incredible camp. He really is. And even though... Traylon Burks, uh, credit to Buck Rising on his videos for this. Traylon Burks' first two reps, he struggled. You know, it, it wasn't just all sunshine and rainbows. No, he, he struggled some. But his third rep, he was able to make a great one-handed catch along the sideline. Uh, ended up getting both feet down. Kind of had to dive after that. Landed, got up had a little bit of a limp when he was going back towards the huddle. And we'll dive more into that because a little bit later on in the 11-on-11s, after a play, he ended up having to leave. But now jumping to the Titans' defensive backs going against the Buccaneers' wide receivers. Now, granted, yesterday they didn't have Chris Godwin out there. Mike Evans did not make the trip with the team. But new Bucks receiver Julio Jones, who was with the Titans last year, returned to Nashville to face off against the Titans in these joint practices. And yesterday, we got to see Julio match up with Christian Fulton one-on-one a couple of times. And man... Christian Fulton put him in the Fulton County Jail. He locked him down, was not giving him anything. But, you know, PFF, they want to go off some stuff that happened today with Julio making a catch over one of the Titans rookies. But you don't see uh, PFF putting anything up from yesterday where Christian Fulton was locking him down. Just saying, PFF, 
Need to do a little bit better there. Actually show both sides of it. Um, now, yesterday, Caleb Farley had a rough day, especially in the one-on-ones. He got turned around a couple of times by two different Bucks receivers. I mean, they, they made him look silly. I'll admit it. And Vrabel even admitted yesterday was not Caleb Farley's best day, but that he talked to him and told him, like, hey, go in, watch the film. You just got to improve. Get better every day. So, and Farley definitely rebounded today. But still sticking with yesterday, the Titans' first team, whether it be on offense or defense, it was just their day. The offense was clicking. They were going down, scoring touchdowns left and right. I mentioned Traylon Burks, the first play of 11-on-11s. He had an 80-yard touchdown catch. Now, after that play, he did end up going into the locker room for the rest of practice, never return. Gave Titans fans a heart attack because we were like, great, what has happened? What, what injury has happened? What's going on here? But he did return to practice today and had a sleeve on his, I believe it was his right leg. But other Titans receivers kept going. The first two plays yesterday, Burke's long touchdown, and then Ryan Tannehill airing it out to Racy McMath. Again, you've heard that name a lot tonight, and I have a feeling we're going to be keep hearing that name a lot because I feel like Racy McMath has cemented his name for the Titans' final 53-man rosters as final three-man roster as one of the receivers. And... He went up over the Bucks defensive back and mossed him for the catch. Now, got to give credit to the rest of the defense as well. And I will say, Tom Brady is not there with the Bucks this week. But the Bucks still have most of their starting offensive line. They have their starting defense. And the Titans were having their way especially on the defensive side with Jeffrey Simmons, who has just been setting the tone all practice long. He was talking his talk to the Bucks' offensive line yesterday, chirping back and forth with them, letting them know, hey, this shit is too easy. Y'all are making it too easy for me. I am dominating y'all. Blowing up run plays, not giving the quarterbacks any time to throw with what would be sacks, whether it be or tipping balls at the line of scrimmage. And even, you know, yesterday Roger McCreary got in on breaking a pass up that was intended for Julio Jones. Titans defense, um, one of their newest addition to the defensive back room, able to get an interception yesterday. So just a strong overall day for the Titans yesterday. Now, getting into everything that happened today. As I mentioned, Traylon Burks was back, had a sleeve on his right leg, participated in some of the drills. I don't think he was out there for all of them. Um, Al Pierce mentions that Phillips destroyed Logan in practice today, and yes, he did. If y'all haven't saw that video, y'all need to go check it out 
on Twitter. Logan Ryan made his return as well to Nashville after, uh, you know, some of the comments he's made about the Titans and their fans. Um, fans were happy to see what Kyle Phillips did to him today. I mean, absolutely put Logan Ryan on skates in one-on-ones and just, I mean, broke his ankles. A beautiful route ran by Phillips. And, you know, I know the Pelican 3 also mentioned mentions Haskin ran over Logan Ryan. And, yeah, there's been some uh, mixed thoughts on that. I've been seeing people, reporters say that Haskins trucked him. I've been seeing others say that uh, Logan Ryan was the one that laid the hit. Either way, it did keep Haskins from scoring a touchdown. But from the picture I saw, it looked like Logan Ryan was laying on the ground and Haskins was still up kind of standing over him. Not saying that Logan didn't lay a hit, but everyone said it sounded like a crash when they collided. So rough day for Logan Ryan, I believe. Now, the Titans offense did slow down a little bit today. They weren't able to get as many touchdowns. They had some some drives stall out. But the defense, for the most part, was still getting after it. Caleb Farley rebounded today, had an interception on a fade route in the 11-on-11s. In the one-on-ones, he was breaking passes up was going against Julio. I mentioned uh, PFF tweeting out that picture of Julio catching one over, I believe it was McCreary. But I'm like, guys, it's a rookie in one-on-ones versus a vet. Like, it's going to happen, and that's the video y'all choose to go with. But overall, the defense had a good day. Jeffrey Simmons was not out there for most of the – 11 on 11, he was uh, on the sideline. Frabel did let him go in for a play, but towards the end of that play, Simmons ended up on the ground under a pile. Words were exchanged. I know Leonard Fournette tried to get into it with uh, Jeffrey Simmons. A little brawl ensued, and Fournette, buddy, I just have to say to you, I know you went into training camp at like 260 pounds, but you're going to have to eat more of your Wheaties or something. You don't want to mess with Big Jeff. You definitely don't want to make him mad. Like, that that's not the guy on this defense to mess with. The Pelican 3 also said that Chig caught three good passes. And, yeah, I, I actually didn't see much about that. I'm trying to remember who um, Malik Willis got the ball to today. Um, I know Burks had a couple of uh, touchdowns. I don't know if it was two-on-two or seven-on-seven. He fought through uh, some – it was seven-on-seven. He fought through uh, some defensive pass interference to still make the catch. He was winning his one-on-ones today. Mason Kinsey was still winning his one-on-ones. I mentioned Kyle Phillips. The dude is just so quick. Like, defenses don't know 
what to do with them. Defensive backs don't know what to do. Um, and yeah, just overall, still, I feel like the Titans overall won this practice. They're looking good out there. I'm excited for the preseason game against the Bucks coming up this Saturday. Being there in Nissan Stadium and watching these guys, excited to see Malik Willis, Caleb Farley, what these guys can do in an actual game situation against the Buccaneers. <clears throat> and I want to know y'all's thoughts. Who else do y'all think done really good today? Who's struggled some? I know yesterday Dez had some trouble, wasn't really getting open. I think he did catch a pass yesterday that was off of a tip. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has thrown one interception in these joint practices, but you know he's had a lot of passes. Only one interception, that's not too bad. Um, I also know, obviously, Hiller... Uh, Haskins has been having uh, a good couple of days of practice. Hilliard has been going off. He's made some plays with like the third down offense, caught some wheel routes for touchdowns. Um, and the Pelican three, to come back to your comment about Chig catching three good passes, um, it was in 11-on-11 11 11 red zone drills where Willis connected with Chig. And from what reporters are saying, he absolutely threaded the needle between the corner and safety and fit it in there to Chig. And again, that's what the Titans, that's what Vrabel and the other coaches are wanting to see from him. Let, let that ball go. Throw it down the field. Let's see, you know, what you can do. Let's see what these receivers can do as far as making contested catches. Let's see what kind of windows you can throw into. So really good things going on today. Now, Willis did run in for one touchdown as well. But again, I'm I'm happy with how these days of practice have went. We've got to see our number ones go up against another team's number ones see how they match up against these guys. The Titans were able to dominate up front. That's the main thing. They're still getting to look at their position battles, and that's really the last thing I want to dive into tonight is talking about the position battles, specifically the receiver battle. Uh, hit on these comments right quick. The Pelican, Pelican 3 said, Austin Hooper, I hear did good. Al Pierce saying that Farley looked good and also saying Leonard Fournette is nuts picking a fight with Big Jeff. And, yeah, he is. I mean, again, out of all the guys on our defense, Big Jeff is absolutely the last one that I would want to piss off and get in a fight with. Like, it it just it – ne- it's not going to end well. He pushes around guys that are a lot bigger than Fournette and makes them look like babies. So Fournette, you know, he's he's got to be careful doing that. But getting into this wide receiver battle, you know, do the Titans keep six? Do they keep seven? Do they keep five? You know, what, what happens here? But 
guys that I feel like so far are a lock to make the team, and that's Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akina, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, and Racy McMath. That's five. Now, if the Titans keep six, who gets that sixth spot? Is it Des Fitzpatrick? Is it Mason Kinsey? Or one of these other guys that's there? And one of the guys that a lot of people thought could be competing for that final receiver spot, if they do only keep six, was Josh Malone. But the Titans released him earlier this week, which was a surprise to a lot of people. And I know there are a lot of people out there on Twitter who get after our good buddy Rossi, who get after our buddy Upload, because they've been telling everybody about Mason Kinsey. I've talked to them about Mason Kinsey a lot, especially Rossi. I've saw some videos of what Mason Kinsey can do. And I'm just going to tell you, I think he will be the final receiver to make this team. I don't think Des Fitzpatrick makes the final 53. He may end up being practice squad. They, I mean, I could very well see him on practice squad if the Titans don't keep seven guys. But Mason Kinsey has put in the work. He knows the playbook. He's able to create that separation. There's a reason that the media keeps talking about how, you know, he's getting open. There's a reason that the Titans defensive backs that go against these guys every day in practice, they're saying that Phillips and Kinsey and one or two of these other guys are the hardest ones to guard, that they always seem like they're getting open. People, the Titans can keep two smaller guys. The biggest difference is all these people talking about the when they draft when the Titans drafted Phillips, that was the end for Kenzie making the 53. Because he's just a better version of Kenzie. No. Phillips is strictly in the slot and punt return. Kenzie, yes, he can play the slot. He can also line up outside. He can return kicks. He can also do the punt return. And last, they want to look at last year. Well, guess what? Mason Kenzie has improved from last year. He's he's better this year than he was last year. That's what you want to do when you're in the league. You want to keep getting better. And he's doing that. Now, I'm not saying that Dez Fitzpatrick hasn't improved some from last year. But he hasn't made that drastic of a jump to where I feel like he should be making this roster. You don't hear as much about Dez being the one getting open and making plays. Yeah, he may have a play or two here or there, but you hear about Kenzie getting open more. 
you hear about Kenzie making more plays. Kenzie worked with Ryan Tannehill in the offseason, went down to Miami with him, working out, building that chemistry. It plays a factor, you know, on who the guys that Ryan Tannehill has chemistry with, the guys that he feels like he can trust. That plays a factor in who's going to make this final 53. So, to everyone out there who's doubting Kenzie, who's making fun of Rossi and Upload, and possibly even me now for saying this, don't be surprised if the Titans keep six receivers and Mason Kenzie is that last name to be on that list because it could very well happen. And I know the Pelican 3 says that he thinks the Titans will keep seven and uh, Kenzie will get that spot. So definitely if you're here in the chat, let me know your thoughts on that as well. And again, for everyone here in the chat, I appreciate y'all being here, commenting in, let me know y'all's thoughts on training camp, the preseason game. Uh Everyone make sure, go give me a follow on Twitter at Titans underscore time, on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and Facebook, Titans Time. I'm also on TikTok at Titans Time. Go follow me on there as well. I mentioned it earlier, the audio version of this podcast will be up a little bit later tonight. Go check it out, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. It's on all podcast platforms. Just type in Titans Time Podcast. Follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, leave some comments, questions. And also, if you're here on YouTube, back out of that live chat, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. Truly, truly appreciate everyone who's already subscribed. Go ahead, leave a like on that video and share this video out. And getting into got the pelican three coming in with another comment saying seven because there could be injuries like last year and there could be but that is also where uh the practice squad comes into effect because you can place some of these guys on practice squad and then protect them and you have your receivers there and it opens up more spots for a different position to have more depth and Al Pierce says we'll keep seven wide receivers if we only keep two quarterbacks. And that's a uh, good point as well because I myself and I know some other people were thinking, okay, the Titans are going to keep three running back or three quarterbacks going into this season. But now it's looking more and more like we could possibly see them only keeping two. Because if you keep three quarterbacks, you have to sacrifice somewhere else. You know, you have to cut down on depth at another position. But if you only keep two, man, that opens things up and you can add that extra position in, whether it be at receiver, defensive back, defensive line, running back even. So it's going to be interesting to see. But Everyone, I appreciate y'all tuning in. That's really all I have uh, for tonight. Just wanted to hop on here, give my thoughts on 
like I said, the preseason game against the Ravens, how I felt Malik Willis did. And I want to jump back to that. I'm definitely hyped for the future with Malik Willis and what he can do. And I'm not trying to be a downer. And I've seen a lot of people talking about how, oh, Vrabel's trying to change him from being just a playmaker with his legs to he wants him to be a pocket passer. No, Vrabel's not trying to take away his creativity and how he can extend plays and make plays. What Vrabel's doing right now is trying to really develop him to where he can succeed at a high level in the NFL. Vrabel is trying to coach him up, develop him, get him ready to go. And the only way he can do that, he knows what Malik Willis's strengths are. He knows he can run. He wants him to work on his passing. Get that better. Because if you truly become that dual threat guy to where you can stand back there in the pocket and rip passes down the field to open guys or throw guys open and make plays, then you can also combine that with your running ability. It's going to be hard for defenses to stop you. So I am excited about it, and I do think Malik Willis is making the push for that backup quarterback spot. But that's all I have for y'all tonight. Hope y'all have a good rest of the night. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Back in day.